We can mitigate the risk a little bit of fluoride if we make sure that we're eating our sea vegetables and getting some iodine in our diet. So that can mitigate a lot of the risk of taking fluoride. Be careful though, please do not use over-the-counter mouthwashes like Listerine. They're like napalm on the inside of your mouth and they will kill and take away the bad bacteria, but also, and more importantly, they'll take away the good bacteria. And we must have those good bacteria. They act like soldiers to keep the bad bacteria away. And you don't want to kill the good ones. It'll make the bad problem worse. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. We know how important our smile is, right? Our smile tells us how we feel, what our energy's like and how we perceive people. We perceive them by their smile. Are they smiling at us? But our, our mouth is so much more than a smile. Did you know the mouth and our oral health is a key indicator of our cardiovascular health? I'm bringing on a longtime friend today and a prior girlfriend doctor show guest who is also, you know, just one of really, she is one of the most amazing women, most intelligent women and educator. And you guys are going to want to get out a pen, piece of paper and start taking notes because we're going to share a lot with you in very tangible ways, as well as actionable steps. Yes, our oral health is tied into our cardiovascular health. And today, Dr. Ellie Campbell, who is a board certified in family medicine and has been for over 30 years with multiple certifications. She's a well-known author and presenter, one of the highest rated presenters in the medical space and for lay audiences. So she is a integrative physician. She's been in functional medicine, um, has expertise in age management medicine, but she is an expert in cardiovascular risk reduction, cardiovascular risk reduction. And that's, this is key and it is tied into our oral health. And we're going to share with you some tidbits of how important this is, as well as what we can do right now, what you can start doing today, that's going to decrease your risk for heart disease. So let me introduce her and bring her on. Welcome Ellie to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, my friends. You look wonderful. Happy March. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, we are recording in March and um, it is beautiful out here in Dallas, Texas. Now it looks beautiful behind you too in Atlanta, Georgia. We have spring has sprung in Atlanta, for sure. Well, I love it. 
talk about you are well known in family medicine an advocate for vitamin D and you know hormonal balance and an expert in this field holding your own concierge medical practice one of the first concierge medical practice in, in the United States and talk about that journey into oral health in your journey uh, absolutely. So um, for 13 years, I practiced very conventional medicine. I worked in a community health center. I followed the best evidence-based guidelines. And over the, that decade and a bit more, I watched myself write more and more and more prescriptions. And I watched my patients not really get much better. In fact, I saw obesity rates increasing. I saw depression rates increasing. I saw cardiovascular disease remain the number one killer in our country, even though we were prescribing fistfuls of prescriptions for our patients. And so um, my compounding pharmacist invited me to a um, seminar and I learned the fundamentals of looking at physiology instead of pharmacology, looking all those things we learned in medical school about anatomy and physiology and putting them in the context of the patient, not just looking for a diagnosis so I could write a prescription for a disease. And that changed my world. And I started practicing functional medicine after that journey. So I got pretty good at it and fundamentals of wellness became the cornerstone of treatment management for pretty much every condition, right? We have to eat clean food and drink clean water and exercise most days of the week and get good sleep and spend time with girlfriends and spend time in nature. And these are fundamentals of wellness, but my patients were still not achieving full health and they continued to have strokes and heart attacks. And one patient in particular was very dear to me. Um, I helped her daughter who had an infertility problem get pregnant. So I got to bring that baby slash grandbaby into the world and made me very close with this family. And Dee had hypertension, but we treated it. And she had high cholesterol, but we treated it. And one day her daughter called me and said, mom didn't show up for work today. She was the matriarch of her family and she worked in the family business and daughter ran over to the house to go see what, what happened. And mom had slumped on the floor next to her computer and she'd had a massive stroke and she was paralyzed on one side. And I felt like I'd been gut punched because I was following the best evidence-based guidelines and I was treating all the things that we could treat, but something was missed because she still had an event. She still kept her sense of humor and she went into the hospital. We have a stroke center near us and she did very well in the hospital. They moved her over to the rehab facility and a very rare complication happened. It happens in about maybe five or 7% of strokes and that um, blood vessel that had been damaged burst and it caused a brain hemorrhage and she died from a brain hemorrhage. And I felt responsible. I felt our healthcare system was responsible for her death because we missed something. And so I spent the next five years of my career searching for the things that I might have missed. And it turned out that two weeks before she died, Dee had a toothache. She went to the dentist and she had this toothache treated. But what I didn't know then and that I know now is that certain oral bacteria that live in the bottom of those tooth roots when a tooth becomes infected can get in the bloodstream and act like little needles that puncture the arteries and cause plaque to rupture. And that can be the triggering event for a heart attack or a stroke. And so following that journey, 
I've now spent the last five years of my career understanding everything that I can learn about the myriad ways that the mouth is connected to the rest of our body. Because besides periodontal bacteria and endodontal bacteria, we have a nitric oxide connection, we have oral airway connection, we have um, tongue anatomy and mouth shape. All of these things affect our systemic health. And if we are not partnering our dentists, our hygienists, and our medical doctors together, we're going to miss one of the major triggers to the number one killer in our country, and that's oral health. So now it's my mission to teach everybody that I can about these connections, because I think too many people believe that cardiovascular disease is their destiny. Their mother died from a heart attack. Their father died from a heart attack. Their grandfather had a stroke. That's just the way they're going to go. And they don't think they have any control over that. But the exact opposite is true. Heart attacks are, are optional. Strokes are stoppable. And dialysis is not your destiny if you get to the root cause of all the underlying triggers and are willing to do the work to correct them. Well, let's look at the considered teeth meridian charts. I mean, this yes. is ancient history, right? This is yeah, this history. is traditional Chinese medicine, dental meridians. So if we think about the human body like an electrical circuit, and we know that when you walk into your bedroom, you flip the switch on the wall, but the light over the bed goes on. You touched the wall, but it had an impact somewhere else because the electrical current is connecting those two things. Well, our body runs off of electricity. If it didn't, we couldn't catch an EKG. We couldn't do an EEG for seizure activity. Our bodies are electrical. And this electrical circuit runs through our mouth and our teeth. And each one of these teeth maps to a specific organ or tissue distant in the body from where those teeth lie. And from a cardiovascular prevention viewpoint, the most important ones are the third molars, um, or the wisdom teeth. But that overlaps a little bit to the teeth right in front of it, um, teeth number 15, 18, 2, and, and 31. These are the second molars. There's some overlap in, the, in those electricity. It's not a defined line. But what this means is that when you have a problem in your wisdom tooth and you go, to, the dentist may be taking care of it or may be thinking that it's not a problem when the problem is with your heart but it's caused by a tooth and the dentist didn't make the connection. And this is where Dee's problem was. It was way back um, in that last molar right before her wisdom tooth. That's the tooth that she had worked on a week, two weeks before she died. So, so what if you have your wisdom teeth removed? Yeah. So if you have your wisdom teeth removed, you still have the energetic connection of the gums and the tissue and the bone where that tooth used to live. I have an interesting case of a patient who um, has no known cardiovascular risk factors. She's not overweight. She doesn't smoke. She eats a very organic, clean and healthy diet. She exercises every day. Her cholesterol is normal. And I was doing her annual screening because I screen my patients for these inflammation and cardiovascular markers. And her um, uh, pro-BNP was elevated. This is a hormone that indicates the earliest signs of heart failure. The heart muscle is being stretched and strained. And, 
And so I asked her about her wisdom teeth and she said, I had those out 30 years ago. They can't be the problem. And I said, well, energetically, I'm seeing stress on your heart. Can you please ask your dentist to take a really careful look at that place on your mouth? And she said, well, they did an x-ray and there's a dark spot on my wisdom tooth socket, but they said it's been there for years and it doesn't seem to be a problem. And I said, well, it's not a problem to your jaw maybe, but I think it's a problem to your heart. Let's get a second opinion. The second opinion dentist looked at the x-ray, said the same thing. It's an asymptomatic dark spot and not causing any trouble. So I then sent her to a third dentist who I happen to know is trained in biological dentistry. And he did a cone beam cat scan and said, this looks like an abscess. The bone looks inflamed around the edges of this dark spot. And I think you may have an abscess. So he numbed her up and took a scalpel and cut into perfectly healthy gum tissue and out came a bunch of pus and broken spicules of bone. He had to scrape and scrape and scrape to get all the infection out of that wisdom tooth socket from 30 years ago that had no nerve in it and had no pain. So she didn't feel it. But once that got cleaned up and she healed, over the next six months, her levels came down and down and down back to normal again. That is such a good story. And you think about this and have just gone through a bunch of x-rays for my teeth. And I'd had a bunch of teeth pulled, wisdom teeth, eight teeth pulled, you know, um, whatever number these teeth are over here right. for braces, you know, because it was that your mouth is too small for all your teeth. And I had significant overbite in the past. And so, you know, all these teeth pulled, root canals looked at and had them pull those teeth too. And, but just think about, you know, everything that's going on in our mouth and how that was so connected. And when you talk about the, the um, test pro BNP, how can our uh -huh. audience get that ordered? So it's just a, a Quest LabCorp test. It's called NTN Terminal Pro BNP, which stands for Brain Naturatic Peptide. Um, and it's a it's not common, but it's easily and readily available. Uh, I think you can order it through Quest um, on their website. You don't even have to have a doctor's order. You can just request it. There's a partner test that goes with it called Galectin-3. So ProBNP and Galectin-3 are um, two tests that are very interestingly elevated, not only in heart trouble, but after digging through the literature, I've also found they're both quite elevated in patients with advanced periodontal disease. Mm. So we find that connection again from the heart to the mouth in, in these blood tests. So when I, as a cardiovascular prevention specialist, was ordering this test, I thought I was looking for heart trouble, but it turns out I often identify dental trouble. That is crazy that they're so connected. You know, in obstetrics, we're taught oral health is critical to decrease risk of miscarriages, preeclampsia, and, and these stillborn and babies. Stillborn yes. Babies, and that this oral health component is a huge component. We don't want to do too much when someone's pregnant. We don't want to release infection into their body. But so this is, I mean, I mean, that's 
that's critical. The connection with heart health, however, that's relatively new, except when you go back to oriental medicine and they're like, oh yeah, this isn't. <laughs> we've known about this for only 10,000 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've known these connections for this long. And so, you know, let's talk about the dental procedures that are very, very common, like cavities being filled, cavities mm -hmm. in general, and um, root canals. Now we had a great discussion with uh, Bristol Health people that do the oral microbiome testing and right. looking for levels of infection or pathogenic bacteria and what that looks like. And there's certainly limitations, but that may be a useful place to start. It's a great place to start. And I do want to make it clear that really we have three different types of bacterial colonies that will live in our mouth that affect our, our dental health. Caries disease or cavities has one set of bacteria. Periodontal disease or gum disease is a second set of bacteria. And root canal disease, root canal infections or apical abscesses have yet a third set of bacteria. So we think about, we know that our microbiome is unique on different parts of our body, but it's interesting, I think, that we have at least three kinds of microbiomes and probably a fourth if you count the tongue, um, because different bacteria live differently in those areas. A, lot, a, a fun fact to share at your next cocktail party is that cavities are contagious. Mm -hmm. that they're caused by an oral bacteria, usually strep mutans, but others as well. And um, sugar doesn't cause cavities. Acid causes cavities. But sugar is the favorite fuel of these bacteria that when they digest the sugar, turn it into acid. And then that acid begins to digest your teeth, causing those holes. Um, there's a new kit on the block for treating cavities, which I think is very exciting. It's called SDF or silver diamine fluoride. And every mama needs to know about SDF because if we can catch a cavity early, we can paint this silver diamine fluoride. And yes, it's fluoride. And I know there's controversy about using fluoride, but we're talking about trying to save a tooth. And when we want to to, we can paint the silver diamine fluoride. It's an antibiotic and it binds permanently to the surface of the tooth. And then it um, kills the cavity bacteria, prevents it from getting any worse. So we can prevent the drilling and filling. No anesthetic is needed. And uh, it can save um, teeth from, from that drilling and filling because we always have to undercut the tooth and make the filling size larger than the cavity was to begin with in order to make the filling stick. So we want to save as much tooth structure as possible and SDF can be a miracle for that, especially for very young children who are um, have their baby teeth. We don't want to have to drill and fill them and put them through all that trauma if not necessary. And also for our elderly in the nursing home they often suffer terrible dental hygiene and all the consequences that come from their poor diet that they're fed in the nursing home. They have a rampant cavities problem in their remaining teeth in the nursing home. And SDF can be a beautiful saving thing for that for them. And pretty low risk, right? I mean, Extremely low risk. low risk. You know, we, we can mitigate the risk a little bit of fluoride if we make sure that we're eating our sea vegetables and getting some iodine in our diet. So that can mitigate a lot of the risk of taking fluoride. 
Yeah. And so cavities related predominantly to strep mutans, but others and, um, and bristle bacteria, bristles, uh, is a home spit test does not have to be ordered by a doctor. You can go online and order one for yourself and they will tell you if you have a, a low, um, percentage of these, uh, cavity causing bacteria in your mouth so that you can take steps to change it. Be careful though, please do not use over-the-counter mouthwashes like Listerine. They're like napalm mm -hmm. on the inside of your mouth and they will kill and take away the bad bacteria, but also, and more importantly, they'll take away the good bacteria. And we must have those good bacteria. They act like soldiers to keep the bad bacteria away. And you don't wanna kill the good ones. It'll make the bad problem worse. But wait, weren't we told Listerine, you know, use Listerine, get good oral health, decrease your cavities. And uh, what was that based on? Yeah, it was based on Listerine science is what it was based on, <laughs> right? They're out to sell a product. And yes, it does kill the bad stuff. And that's what they were basing all of their evidence on. But it also kills the good stuff. And little known fact is that when you kill the good stuff, you can raise your blood pressure by five to 10 points. So there's definite evidence showing the use of chlorhexidine and other antiseptic mouthwashes can lead to high blood pressure. Mm, interesting. That is fascinating. And so what should we be brushing our teeth with? I know I've got some favorites. Yeah. So, um, you should brush your teeth with a toothpaste that you'll use, yeah, <laughs> right? right? And so you don't want it to taste so yucky that you're not going to use it. Some dentists say there's no need for any toothpaste at all. Um, if you want to use baking soda and or um, coconut oil, more power to you. Personally, I think that tastes terrible and I don't like to use that on my teeth. Um, some people like to use charcoal powder. You have to be careful with that, though, because it can scratch uh, your veneers and it can um, uh, scratch your enamel on your teeth. And if you have expensive dental work, it can really uh, shorten the lifespan of that expensive dental work. So be careful about anything that's too gritty. Um, I happen to like um, dental sidin is one um, toothpaste that I like. I like Revitin. That's another toothpaste that I like. I have about seven different toothpastes on my shelf right now. Cover all your bases. <laughs> including including one from Carry Free that has high dose hydroxyapatite and a little bit of fluoride in it because it does help make your teeth more slippery and keep the bacteria from sticking. So um, I also have a Tom's toothpaste, which I like. I also have a um, Jason's that I like. So there I don't think good ones. Primal Life Organics, one of my Primal favorites. Life Organics has a nice one. Mm -hmm. Dental Sidon, I like them too. And again, like you you said, one that you will use, or at least rotate through right. some good ones. I occasionally right. um, brush my teeth with the charcoal powder as well. Just keep that, keep the mouth detoxed. And I had done the Bristol Health oral health. I'm gonna have to go back and look at my results again and retest. But it was it was just interesting. I have to look to see what um, which bacteria are associated with the heart, the heart disease. So which yeah, so there's there's there? five. We call them the red complex bacteria, and they have long names. Um, Porphyromonas gingivalis is one. Um, Treponema denticola is another. So AAPGTDTF and FN. 
Fusobacterium nucleatum. So, you know, long, long names, we call them by their initials, but those five bacteria are, are the, the ugliest ones because especially if you have more than one, they gang up and they live in biofilm in your mouth and they um, work together to make inflammatory cytokines and digestive enzymes uh, such as myeloperoxidase that that literally melt the gum tissue. So that gives them a good opportunity. Porphyromonas gingivalis is unique because it lives off of blood. So it chews up blood as a fuel supply. So in order to get blood, it has to make bleeding gums. So it makes enzymes to melt your gums and get them bloody so that it has a better fuel source to grow and divide and make more of itself. And bleeding and then, gums are never normal. Yeah. Bleeding gums are never normal. Bleeding gums are never normal. If there's pink in the sink, it's a 911 dental emergency. You need to get to your dentist and say, please help me with this. Bleeding gums are never normal. And so they should have a, a, the best dentists in the country should have a periodontal care program that is targeted based on those mouth bacteria. They should be testing those bacteria because if you don't know what you're treating, it's really hard to eradicate it. And fun fact, some of the worst cases of periodontal disease have a yeast overgrowth problem. And if your dentist is not checking to see if you have yeast in addition to bacteria, then they're going to miss it. And it's going to be very hard for us to ever get your periodontal disease under control. And the yeast are eating, are, you know, fueled by sugar as well. Sugar. sugar. So sugar is the bane of the American diet. And uh, if we all learned to give up sugar in our diet, we would see cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, stroke, cancer, Alzheimer's, uh, autoimmune diseases plummet. Yeah, and uh, don't drink our sugar. That's for sure. So right. does sweet tea. We're in, you know from the south. The sweet tea that's is so common. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. And um, Ellie, with this you know, information, when someone is told by their dentist they need a root canal because they're having that dental pain, what would you advise? Yeah. So in my opinion, and this is a well-educated opinion, but others will disagree with me, all root canals are temporary. So you may wish to buy yourself some time by doing a root canal. However, what your dentist is doing is killing the tooth and leaving a piece of dead tissue in your mouth. Fortunately, it's a very vascular space and the gum tissue surrounding it will uh, keep that tooth in place. And cosmetically, you may not even be able to tell that you've ever had a problem. Um, you'll usually have a crown on top of that tooth after it's had a root canal. Um, but 100% of the time, there are critters living in that tooth root that they just cleared out and put this um, material up in to occupy the root canal where the nerve and blood supply used to be. 100% of the time, there's bacteria there. How problematic are those bacteria going to be is entirely dependent on the strength of your immune system. And so while your immune system is strong, if you're 25 years old and you have a root canal, it's probably gonna be fine for five or seven or 10 or 30 years. One day it's gonna go bad on you. And so if you're 75 years old and you decide that you want to have a root canal, it might not ever become a problem because you might outlive your root canal. 
But for most of the rest of us, where the problem is going to be manifested is not going to be in your mouth. It's going to be on that organ that the dental meridian chart showed us is going to be affected. So since most of those root canals happen in the back teeth, the organs that are at risk are the thyroid and the breast. And in some cases, in some clinical uh, studies, we've seen up to 100% of breast cancer patients have had a root canal on their second molars. Wow. Wow. That's crazy comparison. That's a crazy number. A hundred percent. hundred percent in some studies, right? Others show not so much connection, but I think that your dentist is, pause. Mm -hmm. is doing the best job they can to, for the lowest possible cost, because the alternative is to get the tooth pulled and then to have a root, um, an implant done. And so when you have a dental abscess, because so you had a toothache, that's why you went to the dentist in the first place. They say you need a root canal. We have to be really, really careful after we pull that tooth to ensure that there is no infection in the space remaining. Because if you put an implant up in a tooth space in the gum where there's infection lying, I had a root canal tooth pulled. Uh, and I sent it to the uh, lab for a forensic analysis. I just wanted to see what was growing there. And I had 18 different bacteria and an amoeba growing, growing in my root canal tooth. It was massively okay, infected. Yeah, it was massively infected. Clean. Right. Yeah. It had been there for 20 years um, and it wasn't causing me any trouble until I decided to have a uh, silver amalgam filling removed from the tooth behind it. And when they did the anesthetic and, and numbed up that tooth, it stirred up the root of the root canal tooth. And all those bacteria that had been living there for 20 years made an abscess and a toothache. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I had to have that root canal tooth pulled. I decided at the time not to have an implant done. And I'm really glad that I did because there was so much infection. So fast forward a couple of years later, I'm considering now having the implant placed, but I'm doing, um, I'm doing some, some dental work. And I had the same uh, orthodontic uh, experience that you did. Our, our orthodontist must have trained in the same place because I had four the teeth pulled uh -huh. yeah. and got put in headgear, right? So I had to wear that lovely headgear that pulled my overbite backwards. In doing so, they removed 15 millimeters of space, a centimeter and a half of space for my tongue and for my airway, guaranteeing that I would have sleep apnea because there's not enough room for my tongue in my mouth. <clears throat> As a result, once uh, after childbirth and you know the, the mommy weight gain issue, added to my sleep apnea problem. Uh, and I had a sleep study and it showed that I had sleep apnea. I went to a dental sleep medicine specialist instead of a medical sleep medicine specialist. My dental sleep specialist said, this is the problem. You have your airway is too small. They created a problem, but I can give you back at least half of that space 
if we put you in a dental appliance every night. So it's going to be sort of like braces that you put in and take out. And um, except I can't do it if you have an implant because your that implant won't move. So you have to wait till after you're um, you're done with this program. And I'm pretty close to being done. But the really cool thing is I don't snore anymore, and I don't have sleep apnea anymore. And I like my my little device that I wear in my mouth at night because I get I wear a, a aura ring, and I have 98% oxygen almost all night every night. And uh, it's me used to have. Yeah, it, it would drop into the 80s while I slept. So, yeah. Big so okay. for me, it's a big deal, right? Yeah, we can talk about this forever. Let's talk about some tangible steps that everyone listening can take. So yes, a few of the things that we mentioned was certainly just oral hygiene. What does that mean exactly? Oral hygiene, right? Don't kiss someone with cavities. Don't kiss someone with cavities. Uh, you can help protect yourself if you've got, if you just have to kiss someone with cavities, that you brush your teeth right away, that you uh, use an oral probiotic. Uh, I happen to like Probiora. Stella Life has a new one out. Um, and these are nice oral probiotics. Um, when you brush your teeth, uh, if you're going to use a fluoride toothpaste, you only need a pea-sized amount. That long strip of toothpaste that goes across all the bristles is only for toothpaste commercials. It's not for people. Uh, and if you swallow that and you're a child, they want you to call poison control. So <laughs> we want to be very careful about fluoride toothpastes. Um, so we need to brush our teeth. We need to use a water pick like device, a high pressure water pick that will be, you will be shocked how much junk and corruption comes out from between your tooth spaces after you've brushed your teeth when you use a water pick and use a tongue scraper to get those mouth bacteria, those bad bacteria off the base of your tongue that will freshen your breath and decrease the colony counts of the bad bacteria. So your friendly bacteria can take over. Another really important thing is mouth pH matters. And so um, if you're sipping on acids all day long, you're going to drop your mouth pH and it makes it much easier to get cavities and grow bad bacteria. What are acid things that people drink? Coffee, apple juice, and many, many bottled waters, including Tasani has a very acid pH. So you think you're doing a good job sipping off of bottled water, but you really need it to be more alkaline or neutral. So if you're a bottled water fan, go online and check the pH. It should never be below six in anything that you're drinking. Oh, but get if a water you, filter for your house and get, yeah. you know, stainless cups and glass bottles and, and fill up. I got this new, I'm addicted. When you come here to Dallas to visit me, Ellie, you'll see I've got this new zip water, which instantly has a filter, huge filtration system, but also instant hot water, instant cold water, and instant sparkling water. So I'm drinking uh. sparkling water. I just love it. And Ava, when we got it, she's like, oh, instant hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> with her hot water I thought that was so funny but you know I mean things that like the those little things that make your life easier but water filtration for your house water filtration absolutely because if you don't water. filter your water your kidneys have to and we don't need to put that stress on those little kidney beans they are working so hard yeah. So um, also, if you have cardiovascular disease, breast cancer, any systemic illness, you need to look in the mouth. And how do you find a good biologic dentist or yes. someone who's trained? They don't necessarily have to be certified biologic dentist, but is minded in that way. 
Correct. Um, so there's a couple of places that I would say your uh, listeners can go to. The first is AOSH, the American Academy for Oral and Systemic Health, AAOSH.org. And they have a, a map, find a practitioner to see if you can find a dentist in your area. Robin Openshaw has um, created, she's the green smoothie girl, mm -hmm. and she has a holistic dentist finder. She's spent hundreds of hours assembling this list online of dentists and the things that they do. Do they do, you know, careful mercury removal? Do they do ozone therapy? That's another thing. If you have to have a root canal, you can often sterilize it at least temporarily with ozone shots. Ozone so injections. some of ozone injections directly into the, the gum area, they use Novocaine first. Um, and so I say that I did do that. My dentist here in Dallas at Flourish Dental, we um, did ozone injections before I had the root canal teeth removed. Yes, because and that's what I wish that I had known from my patient D, mm -hmm. because if she had done ozone injections to calm that infection down before they surgically manipulated it we might've been able to prevent the release of the bacteria into her bloodstream that triggered her event. Oh my goodness. Okay, so much good information. Tell our audience how they can connect with you more on a higher level and uh, where to where to find you, where to meet you, et cetera. Yeah, so I'm on campbellfamilymedicine.com. My practice is in suburban Atlanta. I have a tiny little concierge medical practice, meaning we don't accept any insurance. Patients pay a monthly membership fee to hold their slot. And whether they see us or whether they don't, they pay the same monthly membership fee. And we try to be available pretty close to 24 seven for their healthcare needs. And prevention is my jam. So I really am interested in people who have risks for cardiovascular disease, heart attack or stroke, or have already had one and are motivated to make whatever changes they need to make to not ever have another one. Because I really do believe that heart attacks are optional and strokes are stoppable. There's a huge algorithm we dive into to look at all the root causes, not just the um, oral systemic ones, then they are a huge contributor, but also the genetic causes, the dietary causes, the lifestyle causes, smoking and exercise and diet and on and on and on. So we have a long checklist of things that we go through one by one by one to make sure that we eliminate all the things. And since I've started following an oral systemic based practice, we have had zero heart attacks or strokes in any of the patients who follow the program. Awesome. So it's really awesome. It really has brought back my passion for practicing healthcare because as a physician, you know, you want to help your patients stay healthy. And if they're dropping from the number one killer in our country, We've missed something, and now I believe I know the answers, and so I'm very passionate to try to teach others, of place, and the place to start is in your dental chair. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, you know, it's a complex, right, because it is those foundationals, those fundamentals, eating right, for me, it's the keto green lifestyle and way, eliminating sugar, giving your body a time for its intelligent design to do its work, and always asking questions, like trusting your intuition, you have a you know problem somewhere let's look look back to the meridians look back to the oral meridians is there something going on there or could be going on and same in my practice you know where i had client a client specifically i remember a very high performing 
client and CEO who she suffered a mental breakdown about <clears throat> three months after mercury fillings were removed. And oh, wow. that trigger was certainly a responsible cofactor in that event. And so looking even from mental health, cardiovascular health, and looking at these, the toxins within our mouth, and um, cleaning those up and keeping those clean for ourselves and our family. All right, Dr. Ellie Campbell, you guys, CampbellFamilyMedicine.com. And also going to do my quick rapid fire questions at the Girlfriend Doctor. In the Girlfriend Doctor community, we have four key um, pillars and that is nourish, shine, awaken, and embrace. So with nourish, what is your favorite food? What food lights you up? Oh my goodness. Um, I would say avocado. Oh my goodness. Okay. I, I can't get enough of them. Oh my my second favorite is potatoes because <laughs> you oh. can do so many things with them. Oh my goodness. I love it. I was just thinking avocado. It's so easy. That's one of my, um, uh, often a part of my lunch uh, periodically, I'll just cut one open, pour olive oil, salt and pepper on it, maybe some za'atar and I just eat it with a spoon, right? I eat it with a spoon. Yeah. I love it. All right. I use everything but the bagel seasoning. <laughs> and I know you've uh, recently celebrated a birthday or, or, or I did. I turned 62. 62. And what for shine, what keeps you looking so young and sleepy, radiant? Sleep. To it's shine, my, you need sleep. It's my best health strategy. I sleep seven to eight hours every night. Good, 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 good. And I can't believe you're 62, my friend. We've known each other. Ava just turned 15. So we've known each other since Ava was a couple months old. Yeah. We've known each other. And so Awaken, what are you reading at your bedside? Um, Breath by James Nestor. It's uh, oral systemic health about the role of the airway in, in health. Interesting. Okay. And then embrace you've been married for how many years what do you be to 28 yeah 28 years you've been married be 29 in june yeah and i think you you know maybe fair to say your relationship's closer now than it was certainly you know myrtle um was a patient of mine and i said myrtle how do you possibly stay happily married for 54 years and she said oh honey all 54 of them ain't happy <laughs> she goes, you just got to know that that same sorry SOB, you can't stand to be in the same room, let alone the same bed with one year becomes your best friend and confidant the next year. And you got to learn to roll with it and hang, hang till the end. And I think that that's some of the best marital advice I ever got, because all marriages will do that. And yes, it's better now, now that we're empty nesters, better than it's been. Uh, you remind me um, of what Miss Rose said. She came in for her GYN, her annual on her 50th wedding anniversary. And I was like, 50 years. At that time, I was married 10. I'm like, how can how can you do this? She goes, sugar, there are good years and bad years. Good right. years and bad years. And I think that's powerful. I, I didn't make it past 15 in my marriage. But again, I've learned so much about um you know, about relationships. And about relationships and yourself and, and, and your creator and it's all it's all together you can't you can't have a successful couple relationship if it's not a threesome that's right with god in between so thank you so much dr ellie campbell for being on the girlfriend doctor show as usual you are a wealth of knowledge for our audience please share this episode share this 
widely and far and, um, and tell everyone what you just learned. Make those notes, but more importantly, take one, at least one action step from today's interview and incorporate it into your life. I've got that water pick at my uh, sink side. I just have to use it. So that is my action step that I'm definitely going to pay more attention to. And as well as you go through your journey and you're looking at how you can nourish yourself, one thing is we're in community together. There's no judgment. If you've had procedures done, dental procedures done, there's no going back. It's only recognizing and going forward and keep looking for answers, get second, third opinions, and really work with someone who has your back really can help you and guide you. And again, you're getting this knowledge here, feeling empowered. And I appreciate you You guys, wherever you listen to podcasts, do me a favor, go right now and review, please. You love this. Give me a review. Your five-star reviews matter in our ranking so that we can reach more people. Till next time, God bless you.